This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, everyone. My name is Chris Lambert, and on this channel, we talk Kanye West. And today, I wanted to talk about the whole yay sway uh, so he doesn't have the answers, had the answers conversation that's going on because it's been something that's uh, actually been talked about for a couple of weeks now, ever since Ye started going to war with Gap and Adidas and first started talking about going out on his own. People, myself included, have made reference to the 2013 conversation between Ye and Sway that spawned the iconic how Sway you ain't got the answers dialogue, uh, which Ye in this interview with ABC himself references uh, as he's talking about the issues with Adidas and Gap. He says people aren't going to like to hear this, but Sway had the answers. And you can see the smile on his face, the ruefulness, the self-awareness of what it means to say this. And some people have taken it in stride, right, and understood the context of then versus now. But some people have not. You can see Seth here saying Kanye is a full decade behind sane people, which misses so much of what's going on. But I feel like there's going to be so many people, even people in the yay community, that kind of feel that way. Like, why did you just do this at the beginning? And what they're referring to, if you're not as familiar with this era, uh, is that in 2013, Ye has released Yeezus. And a lot of the energy of Yeezus, that anger, that aggression, is directed at the fashion industry because Ye had been gatekept from the industry for years, despite having connections, despite like showing up at Paris Fashion Week and all these fashion shows. Uh, he had been trying to like break into the industry and they just had not been receiving him very well from the critics to the designers to the fashion houses themselves. And Ye was sick of it, of not just the, the racism, but the pigeonholing of like, you're a musician, you're a rapper, you can't be in our world because what have you done to be in our world? And he's like, let me show you. Like, I have knowledge, I have skills, I can do this, just let me have a chance. And they're saying, no, no, no. So Ye's really frustrated at this point. And we're gonna have an article that kind of breaks this down in a little more detail. So he starts complaining to Sway about the fact that he's trying to get a major company, a major brand to partner with him, that all he needs is the backing, like all he needs is the infrastructure and he will do wonders for that company. And that Nike like dropped the ball, like they could have worked together if only they had seen the vision. And Sway said what a lot of people might think in that situation was like, why don't you just do it yourself? You're this successful artist, one of the biggest names in music. Like, why don't you just do it yourself? And that's what set Ye off to being like, Houseway, Houseway, you ain't got the answers. You haven't been doing this. So it's like Ye's responding to years and years of trying to do it on his own and coming up short because of the hurdles that you face. And a lot of other people don't have that context. And now at the time where we're at with Ye, he's a billionaire multiple times over 
because he took the exact path he was talking about here. He partnered with Adidas and made billions of dollars. And even the the Gap deal, despite the stresses in the two years that has been out, has been like fruitful. They've been selling a lot of product. And Ye became very successful from that and now has the appropriate knowledge and the appropriate funds to go out on his own. But 2013, Ye was not in that position. So we're gonna jump back a few years 2016 is first up. You can see this post from Ye uh, right before The Life of Pablo came out. This is hours before he would go to Saturday Night Live, and a few hours later, the album would be out. And he says, I write this to you, my brothers, while still $53 million in personal debt. Please pray we overcome. This is my true heart. And we have this great article from Emily Jane Fox on Vanity Fair that starts to break it down in actual detail. So on the off chance you missed it, Kanye West, who adorns his two, er, adorns his two year old daughter in pastel furs and has boasted in rhyme about running suicide drills on private planes. I think she's referring. I mean, I know what she's referring to, but I don't think that's what it was. Suicide drills on private planes sent the social media industrial complex into overdrive this weekend when he bashfully announced on Twitter that he was 53 million in personal debt. The impercuniousness i've never seen that word he noted was the result of following his dreams in the fashion industry so there we go right while commenters were per, uh, perplexed yeah the tweets are so old they're not showing up but while commentators were perplexed by his lack of frugality or surprising surplus of modesty the over leveraged rap icon state of affairs is a reflection of the brutally difficult fashion business an industry that requires significant upfront costs and can promise little in return despite a growing popular appreciation of his designs wes has learned the realities of the industry the hard way in 2009 he put all of his musical uh, endeavors side to work on his label pastel which then shuttered after seven months and there's a great i don't think this is uh yeah um kanye west pastel line she'll never grace the bodies of the general public what what i'm so why is it tagged okay um there's a great complex article uh that is like the history of pastel and it's this like verbal history of pastel or oral history of pastel that's really worth reading every time it's brought up i mentioned that article but it's just this huge detail of all the stuff Ye was doing like he was paying designers like multiple designers just for like sunglass designs and never sold a single pair of sunglasses but we're talking like tens of thousands, maybe even $100,000 on sunglass research and development that never went anywhere. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg with pastel. Uh, add to that however much it costs to create his line of good merchandise marketed to fans of his record label. And we actually have uh, a site here that this was Virgil Abloh designed good music merchandise. And there's just the one post about it. That's really it. It said uh, the Yeezus rapper is selling good music branded hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more on goodmusicmerch.com for prices ranging from $34 to $160. Yeah, that does not lead anywhere. <laughs> uh, but there is this eBay page. Uh, you can see here, good getting out our dreams. I don't know if this is the exact shirt, but it was one of the things that came up when I was looking for, and it seemed to fit. Like this was the aesthetic of good music at the time, like authentic vintage Kanye, good music, good t-shirts. Uh, and that's the same thing that we saw in the hat too, right? So you can see the little baby angel that's still on the Kanye West webpage, at least was for a time, but the good music kind of logo there. So we have that. Uh, 
Um, and then he was chewed up and spit out for his attempt at a high end women's wear line called Kanye West in 2011. Yeah, he did like the fashion show and everything and people just tore it apart. I still like the look and aesthetic of a lot of the clothes. I didn't understand at the time that much of the complaint was with the actual like craftsmanship of the outfits, not just the aesthetic of them. And I can understand a bit more of the criticism, but I still liked the look and ideas that were there. Uh, the line never made it to stores, according to a 2013 interview with uh, Jean Tatou, the founder of the French line APC, which created capsule collections with West. The experiment put the wrapper out 30 million. Whew. Uh, I don't know if that's the, the founder of the French line APC, which created capsule collections with West. So West paid $30 million just for these capsule collections. And what did they sell? Like mm, nothing. So his collaborations with Nike on the wildly popular Nike Air Yeezy sneakers did not stem the losses. West has said he was not given a percentage of the sales, a sticking point that eventually caused him to, def uh, to defect for what would appear to be a more lucrative deal and more creative license at Adidas, where he was able to expand into clothing and elaborate fashion shows at sold out arenas three times in the span of one year. In his first season, West told BET he went 16 million in debt getting his line off the ground. So that's just like season one of Yeezy which barely sold anything. The prices were so high. You would get a few things on their website, but like 16 million he did not make up. So we're talking like 30 million for these capsule collections. We're talking 16 million, or even if it's just referring to some of the, the Kanye West 2011 stuff, but 30 million for whatever initial fashion endeavors, then 16 million for just the, the Yeezy seasons. And then those numbers, while significant, are not surprising to industry insiders tasked with co uh, coming up with business plans for people like West who have grand visions without the slightest idea of what they cost to execute. The expenses related to production, sales, buying, marketing, and setting up the infrastructure to manage the logistics of a fashion line are one thing, according to Jonathan Reed, CEO of brand consultancy CS Global. But scaling the product and setting up a show is what really drives up the capital requirement. For a large show, you're thinking about venue expenses, set and stage expenses, audio and special effects, labor costs, which at a place like Madison Square Garden, which is union, is more expensive. This can run into seven figures very quickly. That doesn't include any of the talent, models, hair, makeup, stylists. That's its own huge bucket, another easy seven figures. The cost of recording the spectacle, which often requires multiple crews shooting front of house and backstage at the same time, plus back-end production, only adds to the cost. As a general statement, it could very easy to imagine large amounts of debt in the cost of producing a collection, putting it together, showing a collection, and then selling a collection, Reed said. The fashion business is famously treacherous for novices, as Natalie Portman may have learned with her ill-fated 2008 footwear line. The sourcing is expensive, as is labor and marketing. It's hard to get good counsel, especially for celebrities. Musician gets terrible advice. Musicians get terrible advice. They surround themselves with people who are fans or wannabe musicians who couldn't make it on stage so they become accountants or attorneys, said Jane King, a money manager at Fairfield Financial Advisors who works with clients in the entertainment industry. It's an ego trip because artists have plenty of money to get into other businesses, but has anyone has but has anyone done a five-year projection of what the bottom line will be? I doubt it.
But with West, however, one suspects this isn't the case. On one level, his exorbitant debt does not appear cause for real financial concern. Instead of financing his creative side projects through his main money-making artery, uh, each concert in his 2013-2014 Yeezus tour reportedly grossed $1 million, according to Forbes, which along with a spate of successful albums helped him to bring in a total of $72 million pre-tax over the last three years. West is presumably seeking funding through bank loans or venture partners. Most of the world's sophisticated investors separate their personal assets and savings from their venture. This in some way explains how Donald Trump could file for bankruptcy multiple times and remain a billionaire. And it also suggests how Silicon Valley venture capitalists could elevate and in some cases inflate the value of various tech companies while carrying little of the personal risk themselves. Um... So yeah, all of that. I guess we can do the last paragraph. In some regards, West may uh, West tweet may simply be an elaborate and modern version of a pitch deck in search of that true marker of the 21st century creative genius, Series A funding. Indeed, he publicly solicited the help of Mark Zuckerberg, whom he asked for one billion to help uh, to keep making art. He also said he would be willing to accept money from Google's Larry Page. Any other hedge fund funder or bigwig with pennies to spare would do too. These guys, after all, know that 53 million is a small price tag for a moonshots. And we saw what happened with Adidas, right? So in this article, you get the sense of some of the issues that crop up when it comes to fashion and not just the fashion show. I could imagine you being like Chris Chris, they're talking about fashion shows. Yay doesn't have to put on fashion shows. But if you're wanting to do what he did, and get the the cachet and get the clouts you kind of have to and also just think about like the factories that you need to have uh the people making the clothes tailoring the clothes the upfront costs just to get the inventory in place and then the distribution of the inventory we're seeing how long it takes gap in like to ship some of the stuff that people have ordered like the round jackets right people were waiting months for their round jacket even the the flame cap that i have back there in the dinosaur some people are still waiting on their flame cap and they ordered it six months ago and this is gap like a huge company who took on this new wing of things and is having a difficult time with the actual manufacturing and distribution. Imagine Ye when he's still only making $70 million a year trying to get a full-blown brand and company off the ground and having enough revenue for investments while also having enough inventory to generate the revenue. And plus you all already have the... Uh, pigeonholing going on where uh, you're going to have a lot of the serious venture capitalists who are saying, I love you. I love your music, but I can't touch this yet because you're not proven. And he'll say, what about Nike? And they'll say, this is completely different than Nike. Uh, your Air Yeezys did great, but can you make a shoe like that and do all the stuff that you need to do? Maybe, but I also just see you as a musician. So that's what Ye was dealing with in 2013, and that's why it was so difficult for him <laughs> to accept or even why what Sway was saying was not applicable. It's not even that Ye couldn't accept it at the time, right? Or as this person saying that he was just behind someone sane. It's that it was almost impossible for him to scale up at that period of time. And 
maybe he could have over the course of years and years and years, like sold more product. Maybe he could have made Yeezys, but at a very small <laughs> scale that might not have made him actual earnings or maybe taken years to find like a venture capital partner. And then still you're having to put together all the factories, the team, the talent, all of that other stuff, rather than just going to Adidas and making the shoes with them and earning a billion dollars in three years, right? It's just such a different pace that what Ye saw when he was talking to Sway, if I just had the infrastructure, if I could partner with someone that could help me get the infrastructure, then this is easy. And it was. It's been incredibly successful, but now he's at the point where he has billions of dollars. He has venture capital partners that are willing to bet on him, having seen the success with Adidas and Gap, that I'm sure it's much easier for him to step out. He's also spent years visiting factories and understanding the manufacturing process a lot more. He's understood the distribution process, having worked with Gap and Adidas. Like, There's so much more knowledge that he has at this point in 2022 than he had in 2013, when at the time, all he kind of had under his belt were failed ventures in pastel and the Kanye West line. And he's still trying to figure out how do I do this thing? I don't know enough to do this thing. And that's probably another reason why he was frustrated with Sway, because it's not just a matter of the gatekeepers. It's also a matter of some of his like personal limitations at the time and frustrations with the fact that he couldn't get these things off the ground because of not knowing enough, not having enough connections. And for someone like Ye, who's so forceful and has done so much to feel that sense of I failed here was probably infuriating, <laughs> uh, especially when you know that you could succeed and time has proven him right. He did succeed. And it's just one of those things where it's like the timing of things. Sway was right for a different situation. Ye was right for that situation. At the point Ye is now, him working with other big brands that are so fixed in their ways and fixed in what they want to do and are willing to do probably doesn't gel with his personality, right? And the fact that he has had the success and wants more control over what's happening and where things are going, how they're happening, to where other companies aren't going to necessarily give him the reins that he wants, but he also has the resources at this point to build something on his own. And we'll see what happens next, you know? Um, it's still probably going to take a bit of time. It's not going to be like next week, <laughs> but I imagine with the VC help that he's now getting and undertaking this and the team of people he has available to him, uh, we'll see what happens, especially with the funds he has available to, uh, this is either going to be something where it's like those initial fashion shows where he's going to have a few like big costs up front just to learn a lesson or he's learned his lessons, right? Those things are all behind him and he's going to be hitting some singles, doubles, triples before finally finding that uh, first home run. Or he comes out swinging, you know, back to back to back, home run, home run, home run. We'll see, but we'll keep you updated. I just wanted to give a little perspective on this conversation. And it's not that Sway was wrong. It's not that Ye was wrong. It's just their advice was... Their, their viewpoints were befitting different situations 
And we're at a time now where Ye's in a place where he's <laughs> can do what Sway was saying. So that's it for now. Until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.